Stuck in them twenty somethings. Stuck in them twenty somethings. Good luck on them twenty somethings. Good luck on them twenty somethings. God bless this twenty. Hello, hello. Thank you for listening to Adulthood Aesthetics with Danny B. It has been a long time. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about how long it's been, why it's been a long time. I know it's been a long time. You know it's been a long time, but we're here now and it's Pisces season, the best season of the year. My birthday is next week. I'll be 23 and um, 22 was very transformative for me. I learned a lot. Um, A lot of things were brought to my awareness. A lot of things were put into perspective. I realized a lot of things. God showed me a lot of cool new things about myself, about life, about other people. And adulthood aesthetics is all about learning and growing. So I figured that right now, today, right here, (laughs) would be a really good time just to share some of those key things that I learned at 22 that I'm going to be bringing with me to 23 that I'm going to be building on and um, implementing into my life. So let's get it poppin'. I have 10 things here, so bear with me. Since we're on the topic of it being such a long time, my first thing that I realized um, at 22 is that motivation comes in ebbs and flows. Um, In life, sometimes like your motivation or your energy can shift from one thing to another. I know me personally, I can be very one track minded and I can be like all in on like one thing or all in on on this other thing um, and all my energy will go towards that one thing or all my motivation will go towards that one thing and I'll kind of like lack on motivation for the other things and um, using myself as an example um, I can be like really all in with the podcast and then kind of be like oh work eh." or I can be like really all in with um, just making sure that like my body is right and then I can be like uh podcast work whatever um but I know towards the end of this year I was really into work I became like a workaholic um I know people are like ragging on the nine to fivers but I work a nine to five job I'm a scientist and I like my job it's something that I really want to build on and um, build my career on it so I was really putting all my motivation and energy into work and I became a workaholic and I realized that, oh shit, like my motivation has shifted Um, and it was just kind of something different for me to realize and to see like such a drastic change in motivation and and priorities, but it happens and I was kind of like beating myself up about it and I realized that it's only doing a disservice to you for you to beat yourself up about your motivation changing. Like it's a natural thing, it's human thing, like priorities change. Um, If it's your passion, you'll find your way back to it, which is the beauty of it all. But um, you really shouldn't beat yourself up if your motivation or energy shifts. Just embrace it, pray on it, and it'll come back. I promise. And to stay on the theme of energy, the second thing I realized at 22 is energy is so precious. I know... I actually had an episode last year, like a mini episode about time. It was called Time is Slipping Away From Me. Go check it out. Shameless plug. (laughs) And it was basically just about how valuable time was and how important time management is. But this is a weird concept. I kind of made it up in my head. 
energy is more valuable than time. So just like there's time management, I feel like you should put just as much effort into managing your energy. I've always been like a master planner and just very like intentional with my time and what I do during the day. Um, But I wasn't really intentional with like how much energy I dedicate to those things that I was so intentional about putting on my planner. Does that make sense? I feel like it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Okay, cool. Um, you might have your planner full of, you know, five things. I'm going to do X. I'm going to do Y. I'm going to do Z. But if you're bullshitting on, you know, all three of those things, what difference does it make? Um, but X might require a little bit more energy than Z or Z and Y, you know, both require a lot of energy. So it might be important for you to move X to a different day, just so you're not giving X the short end of the stick as far as energy. So that was something that I realized at 22, you know, nobody wants to, um, well, I'll speak for myself. I don't like to bullshit um, when I do things, which is why it takes a really long time for me to do them because I'm a perfectionist. So it's just very important for me to um, get a good grasp on how much energy something will require and if I'm able to give those things the amount of energy that it deserves and that it needs. So being very intentional with your energy, being just as intentional with your energy as you are with your time is something that I realized at 22. But planning out your time is also very important. Don't get it twisted. Um, And if you have a bunch of things to do and you have a bunch of things that require energy, you might not be able to do them all, Um, which brings me to number three, um, FOMO is real. I know people are always, this is something that comes up a lot as far as like FOMO and Instagram and seeing things and wanting to be there. FOMO is real. I live in the middle of nowhere, so, um, which I'm, I'm getting acclimated to. I mean, I'm getting acclimated, but trust me, I'm not content. Not here forever. Um, but sometimes I miss things. I know I have like three of my best friends live in Nashville, so it's very hard for me to like see them every weekend turning up the three of them and like, I'm not there, you know, but 22 made me realize like, it's okay. And And there will always be another brunch. There will always be another party. And honestly, I feel like missing out on some of those things just makes it 10 times more fun and more lit when the link up does happen. Like, yeah, I'm not there every weekend with my friends in Nashville, but it's like when we do get together, it's like literally iconic. It's the best time ever. So FOMO is a real thing, um, but it's not that deep, I promise. And I used to hate it when my mom would be like, girl get a grip like it's not that deep there are people dying I used to be like but you don't understand like I'm young I deserve Ah, ah, ah. but in reality it's really not that deep so I'm really glad that I got a grip on that and that I realized that 22 because I was out here miserable because I couldn't go to the brunch ridiculous and um that brings me to my fourth point 22 being young 22 made me realize that 22 is actually young as hell. Um, When I tell people that are, you know, I have a lot of friends that are older than me, 
in their early 30s. And when I'm like telling them about not necessarily my problems, but about my worries, about my anxieties, like I want to get married. I want to have a baby. I want to have a house. I want to be rich. They're just like, you're 22 years old. Like, girl, get that shit together. And um, I hate when people, I used to hate when people would say that because I'm just like, yeah, I'm young, but that doesn't mean I can't, you know, start preparing for my future. There's a timeline for everything and everybody's personal timeline is different. You know, Um, there are some 22 year olds that are out here doing the things that I'm worried about. Um, But there are some 40 year olds and some 35 year olds that, you know, are also worried about the exact same things that I'm worried about. So 22 is young as hell. And I didn't realize that. I think maybe because I started college really young and, you know, I graduated really young too. So I started like life after college super young. So I just think I have like a distorted perception of like where I'm supposed to be versus like where I'm at. But I really had to realize that 22 is young as fuck. And I'm not like saying that to every 22 year old, like, don't worry about shit. You're only 22. No, but I know that that was something that I had to internalize because it was giving me anxiety. Like if your worries about the future are getting the best of you as a 22 year old, yes, that's when I would say, girl, get it together. 22 is young as fuck, but I'm not necessarily saying like, go crazy. Don't give a fuck about your future. You're only 22. No, not what I'm saying, but you know, just take it day by day and realize that, um, instead of maybe instead of saying like 22 is young as fuck, I should just say like, there's a lot more life to live. I think that sounds better. There's a lot more life to live and there's so many more things to learn. Um, Because I feel like the things that I learned at 22 are like, honestly, like very, very basic. So it's just like, if I'm just now learning these basic things at 22, like I can only imagine the things that I'm going to be learning um, next year and the year after that and the rest of my life. So that's honestly like a testament of, of how young 22 actually is if I'm just now realizing these things. So that was my fourth point. 22 is young as hell. I need to calm down. That brings me to number five. We're getting a little bit deeper, y'all. A little bit deeper. Um, At 22, I did a lot of self-reflecting. And something that I realized was that I wasn't prioritizing um, my voice and my opinion. So something that I learned at 22 was that making sure that my voice is heard is very, very important. Um, With that reflection, that kind of took me down a deeper rabbit hole like into my past and stuff like that and I just grew up having a lot of thoughts and and having a lot of opinions and I still am this way like my mind is like always racing like I always have a thought or an opinion on something but I never felt the importance of like expressing them or making it known I don't know why Um, I I have a softer voice and, you know, I would get frustrated when, you know, I would have something to say or like maybe people wouldn't hear me or people just like didn't care, um, to hear what I had to say. Um, and, and I would just be like, oh, fuck it. You know, I'm just not going to say anything. You know, it's, it's not important. Like it's cool, whatever. Um, that's, that's something that I'm really going to work hard, um, at 23 to combat, Um, Just making sure that my voice is heard, whether I might have to fight a little bit harder (laughs) to make sure my voice is heard. 
Um, whatever the case may be, um, I'm going to really try to consciously make sure that I express my thoughts and opinions on things, which I think is why I love having a podcast so much because it's like nobody can interrupt me. Like it's me and the mic. I get to say what I got to say and y'all going to listen. But just just in everyday conversation, I really want to make sure that I get my thoughts and opinions across. And I'm such a good listener and I'm, I'm just like, I'm just like thinking out loud I think the reason is because like I'm such a good listener and and I'll sit there and listen to you talk 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 and I'll have thoughts and I'll have opinions and I'll have ideas in my head while listening to you talk but it's like if you don't say like hey what do you think like I'll sit there and I'll let you talk all day because you know I, I I enjoy listening to people like I enjoy listening to what other people have to say so um I think I need to just try to make an intentional effort to share and you know to still be a good listener but to share at the same time and and I think it's also really important for me now I'm really thinking out loud <laughs> but I also think like even like in a partner it's really important that I have a partner that prioritizes what I have to say because I'll be so like enamored and just you know into what you have to say like I'll I'll just be like fuck it what I have to say isn't important even though I have so much to say so that was a revelation that I made at 22 that I'm definitely gonna have to work hard to try to apply at 23 but I will say I do have some bomb ass friends that do prioritize what I have to say, which brings me to my number six thing that I um, realized at 22. Having emotional, intelligent friends can literally save your life. Um, I wanna have an episode that I dedicate literally to my friends because I'm like in love with them. I love them so much. They're so amazing. They're so smart. They're so great. Um, But this, this little point that I learned at 22 will have to do for now. Um, having emotional intelligent friends can save your life. So um, friends, I think we've all heard the phrase, friends are family you get to choose. So it's really important, you know, that you're conscious and intentional about the people that you choose to have around you. And at this point in my life, um, it's really important for me personally to have people around me that can pour into me, that can teach me things, that I can teach them things, um, a very mutual friendship. And I'm so blessed to have friends that um, feel the same way about friendship, to have black women that feel the same way about friendship, um, to have sisters that feel the same way about friendship and sisterhood, and that really are dedicated to like me becoming a better person. Like I, I've had some of my really close friends on the podcast, you know, come and talk about things that they're passionate about just because um, I like to surround myself with people that are passionate about things because that way they can teach me things and, and I can teach them things and they'll appreciate the passion that I have for those things as well. So having emotionally intelligent people around you just, I think, balances you out my friends they are able to challenge me they're able to challenge me um, emotionally spiritually Um, they have me thinking about things they're not yes men or yes women you know and and they're really able to pour into me emotionally the same way that I enjoy pouring into them 
And I say that they can save your life because there has been situations where, I don't know, I might have thought about doing something or thought about saying something or thought something about myself that might not necessarily be true or the perspective was distorted for whatever reason or whatever space I was in. And I was able to call on my friends that are super emotionally intelligent and they were able to break things down to me and have me look at things in in a way or in a perspective that I never would have even thought about that could have saved my life, you know, if, if I had acted out on a way that, you know, wasn't rational. So I love them and I just realized that at 22, I realized that I'm like super, super grateful, super, super blessed and um, it makes me happy to know that I get to have them in my life forever. And another amazing thing about my friends is that they embrace me for who I am, which brings me to number seven. Um, I saw a post on Instagram and it was like, don't let labels define you. If you're labeled as bitchy, like continue to stand your ground. If you're labeled as difficult, like continue to do what you know is right. And then I saw something and it was like, if you're labeled as awkward, continue to ask those hard questions. And that was definitely something that I realized at 22 that I shouldn't stop doing. Um, I've always been labeled as quirky and awkward and different, which are things that I have learned to embrace. Um, But those are also things that I've tried to tone down, um, specifically saying what's on my mind, which kind of goes back to um, fighting for my voice to be heard, but, you know, asking those hard questions. So I just realized this year that it's really important that I continue to ask those hard questions. And if those questions make you feel awkward, I'm sorry. Um, And it's really important for me to continue to be my quirky self. And if me being myself makes you feel uncomfortable, I'm sorry. Um, That's just something that I've always tried to like tone down in a way, you know, not like something that I'm trying to like be different or be somebody that who I'm not, but I definitely have tried to tone that down. And at 23, I really want to like tone it up (laughs) and like be me times 50 million thousand. So that's something that I realized at 22 is really important to embrace those awkward, quirky characteristics of myself and how they make me me and that I shouldn't tone them down for anything. So 23 is about to get a lot more fun. I won't even say awkward. It's going to get a lot more fun. So like I said, I did a lot of self-reflecting and I feel like I became really self-aware at 22. Honestly, I feel like self-awareness was like the phrase of the year for me personally, because I was just like super self-aware. But that brings me to number eight. There can be a really thin line between self-awareness and self-hate. I have this conversation with my friends all the time, my emotionally intelligent friends all the time. I'm just like, when does self-awareness kind of become like a roasting session almost? Like, I feel like we can be super self-aware and super like, you know, hyper self-aware of all these things that we could change to become better people to the point where it's like, well, damn, you know, 
I'm moody. Um, I'm sensitive. I'm this. I'm to this. I need to change this. I need to go here. My trauma. Ah, 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 ah. Like, self-awareness can become like a session of just like ragging on yourself. So I think we're definitely in a phase where like self-help and and, and being self-aware is like a new trend. And that's awesome because I feel like once you're self-aware, you can target those things that can be changed for you to become a better person. But you really have to make sure that you balance those things with being self-aware of the things that make you awesome, of the things that make you great already. You know, if you're too toned in onto what you want to change to be like this superhuman being and not paying attention to the things that already make you, you, um, that can be like really depressing and, and it can really mess with your self-esteem and I'm I'm only saying that because that's what happened to me like I at 22 around this time last year I was like I'm about to find out all the shit you know that's been bothering me that's been fucking with me I'm about to you know until I get a therapist I'm about to find out about my trauma my own self and I'm gonna become like the best woman ever and I I write in a journal and I was just like writing down things that like I noticed about myself that like I wanted to change I'm this I'm that I'm this I'm that and on a day-to-day basis I was paying attention to those things to try to change them to the point where I wasn't even paying attention to you know those quirky things that I just talked about in my other point that made me me and that made me fun that made me happy I was just super focused. I was just super focused on those things that I wanted to change. So that's my eighth point. And I didn't realize that until a couple months ago. So towards the tail end of being 22, that there's a thin line between like self-awareness and self-hate. And it's really important that you should, you know, balance, have a balance of those things that you want to change to be a better person and the things that already make you a good person. And that also plays into how you practice self-love, which brings me to my ninth point. Oh my gosh, we're almost done. My ninth point, Um, loving yourself unconditionally, keyword, unconditionally is hard. Um, 22, also, not only was it a year of self-awareness, it was like supposed to be a year of self-love. I was like, I'm about to love myself unconditionally and boy is that bullshit because I feel like everybody has those things that they want to change about themselves, whether it's things that you do, how you react to things, um, even the way you look, like everybody has something on them that they're like, "Eh, this ain't my favorite thing about me. Um, that's natural. Um, so loving yourself unconditionally, like even those things that you don't like that you, you know, for a lot of us, we haven't liked them all of our lives it's hard not saying it's unattainable it is attainable I think I just realized that that that's the goal um 22 I I was I came into 22 thinking like I'm gonna love myself unconditionally throughout this year and I think that later on throughout the year I realized okay well it's a little bit harder than I thought I might not be at this unconditional phase of self-love that I want to be, but this is the goal. So um, I just realized how hard that is. Um, 
in real time, loving yourself unconditionally and and embracing those things, especially when you're, you know, when you're super self-aware and you're trying to be the best person you can. And there's things that you know that you do that are toxic. Um, you don't love those those toxic things about yourself, you know, so it's it's a weird dynamic when you when you can identify those things about yourself that that are toxic but you're also trying to love yourself unconditionally. It's just weird. It's just weird. So 22, I realized that it's a lot more complicated than the blogs and the Instagram posts and the self-love gurus try to make it seem. So my last final point, these are just like the biggest, the top 10 things that came to mind when I think of the things that I learned and realized at 22. But The last one out of the 10 is also a little deep. If you depend on the love you receive from others to determine how much love you're going to show yourself, you're constantly going to hate yourself. For a minute, I was basing how I show myself love based off of the love that I receive from other people. So if like, other people were showing me love and hyping me up. I was hype, you know, I was loving myself. But it's like, when that's gone, I was like, damn, (laughs) like, I was sad, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have my own basis of self love um, to stand on. So 22 just made me realize how important that is, how having a solid foundation of self love is. And that foundation can't be determined or affected or moved by other people and how other people perceive you and how other people want to show you love. You know, you have to be able to show yourself love, whether there's people showing you or not. So yeah, I just wanted to share those 10 things with you. Hopefully those are things that, I don't know, you've already learned or are in the process of realizing or being able to work on. I know everybody learns different things at different phases in their life. Um, I'm super excited for 23. I'm super excited to learn more things and super excited to build on the things that I learned last year. Um, Yeah, and I'm super happy that I'm back doing this podcast. Yay! Cue the soundboard of clapping hands. Please follow the podcast on Instagram at Adulthood Aesthetics. Follow me on Instagram at Danny, D-A-N-I-R-B underscore. Rate, subscribe, share the podcast um, on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, and I will catch you on the next episode. Be mindful. Bye.